You're listening to the Gab Street Podcast, Columbus, Ohio's number one podcast for underground talent. Every week we have new conversations with interesting individuals who contribute to the Columbus economy and its lively culture. You may find just what you're looking for right in your backyard. Let's get right into it. Hey everybody, welcome back to What You Know, the Wednesday morning edition of the Gab Street Podcast, obviously the number one podcast in Columbus for underground talent. Today is episode 64, that number will become significant here shortly. We have a co-host with us who is also kind of a, a guest co-host hybrid, but he's, he's helping me out here. He's part of the team. His name is Michael Corsi. Say hello. Hello. Thank you for coming on this week, Michael, and helping me in interview these boys and interviewing you as well. Much appreciated. Um. And we have a returning set of guests, actually. You may have heard them on episode 31. They have since changed name, and they've changed mission. We're here to get a solid update from them. Say hello, Josh and Zach. Hey. What's going on? Glad to be back. They were known back then as Valyrian Steel. They have since rebranded to Valkyrian Steel. May I ask uh, what the process for that update was? Um, it's kind of a long story. Yeah? Uh, Let's hear it. Well, Valir and Steel, before Zach and I really started to uh, make plans for what we were doing, we were just, we used that name from one of our favorite shows, Game of Thrones. And since growing um, into more of a business rather than just the two of us hanging out, you know, uh, obviously we had to switch into something that wasn't already trademarked yeah (laughs) that's right so basically um you know like josh said we're big fans of the game of thrones show uh and valyrian steel kind of just stuck out to us because it was the best steel you could possibly use and we we believe we're the best throwers out there so it only makes sense um but we even talked about changing the name a little earlier before we did I think it was around our um, our first tournament we actually went to because we, you know, we had the thought of maybe the copyright situation might come up. And um, as of late, you know, HBO did actually, you know, uh, reach out to us. Oh, no so, way. Um, yeah, I think Mike can uh, describe that situation a little bit better than I can. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Valerian Steel was out in the world, um, you know, kicking ass as a duel's axe throwing team and you know when when i entered the picture along with some of our other crew here in columbus we talked about what comes next and we always kind of had this this idea right that valerian steel isn't trademarked um but the created language by george R. R. martin is copyrighted and so when we went from just josh and zach being a duels team to being the axe throwing club uh and we went public with our domain name and you know all of our social media it took about two days and i got a call from warner brothers and hbo um just asking 
hey, what's going on? What is this? And <laughs> what are your intentions with it? Um, we're going to have to discuss this. HBO doesn't want you to move forward with this. Um, and we, we explored some avenues, uh, but ultimately decided that, you know, where our long-term goal and vision rested was more uh, in line with with Valkyrian steel and our ability to be able to shape that how we envision it and not be tied to someone else's vision. Hmm. So it was, it was kind of a blessing in disguise, but yeah, I mean, Josh and I, and I think the whole crew kind of nerded out getting a call from HBO, even under those circumstances is, is still pretty rad. Um, yeah. I was going to say that would be flattered. <laughs> yeah, they were, it was great. I mean, they, they were super, uh, super nice and understanding of what we were trying to do, but HBO was very protective of, of that baby. Um, but it allowed us to, to think about things in a new way and push us to grow. That's awesome. Yeah. Where, where did the, uh, where did, where exactly did Valkyrian steal the the alternative come from then? Uh, it was just something I kind of had in my back pocket for a long time. Yeah. Um, I think it yeah, works. It sounds very similar. It's just one letter different. Yeah, because uh, it's plus, still recognizable as you guys. Yeah, and there's there's some great lore behind Valkyries and things like that as well. Do you guys plan on rebranding around that lore at all? Um, not really rebranding, but just expanding on it. Okay. Um, like we still have, we still, you know, pull from all different sources that uh, inspire us, and this is just another one that we found to be inspiring. And it, you know, we'll 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 grow on that as well. Sweet. Let's do a quick little uh, timeline here from the last episode all the way up to now. How soon after the last episode, which was recorded September 9th, I believe, um, did the team end up expanding? Well, that's a good question. Oh, boy. So I think that was right around the uh, Gotwood tournament, correct, Josh? Or was well, it before? At the U.S. Open, we, you and I discussed Valerian Steel being a uh, like multi-regional team, at, like a club. Yeah, like more yeah. than just us two. So that's when the idea first came up. I think was at the U.S. Open, and that was. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember the date for that exactly, but. Um, so what exactly does that mean to be under the club? Um, what kind of benefits do you get from that affiliation? Well, I mean, essentially it's a, it's a community within a community. Okay. Um, you know, the X throwing community is very broad and diverse and mm-hmm. this is something we're trying to do that is different and we're trying to bring our own little community into this and bring something new and exciting to the sport of axe throwing and give somebody, give everyone a, a, a home, like a place to feel like they uh, belong in the whole axe throwing community, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's just a team. You don't think about, I guess you could think about it like that. It makes, makes it sound a little bit easier. I can yeah, see. A, mm, yeah. It's a it's a team, but you know it's also you know supposed to, um, you know provide 
the sense of being an elite axe thrower as well, you know, because mm. some of the, some of the members we have in the club today are, you know, top five, top ten in the world. Um, so to be to be in that, you know, group is pretty prestigious, and that's kind of like what we want to make it. You know, not anyone can be on the team necessarily. Or an athlete, yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, we'll get into this a little bit more later, but if the mm-hmm. an- analogy is if the World Axe Throwing League is the NBA, um, Valkyrian Still Axe Throwing Club is the dream team. Um, <laughs> there you go. We're finding, yeah, we're finding athletes and ambassadors for the community all over the world who want to get support and coaching and be held accountable for their own improvement as well as just a place to come and, you know, take it a little bit more seriously, but still in a community that, you know, understands that this is, is fun and we do it because we're passionate about it. So it's, uh, it's our, it's our ax throwing dream team. How many people are you guys looking to expand to? If there's, if there's even a limit, um, to the number of people you want on your team like how many people are you looking to expand to um well like mike said we i mean we'll probably get into it more later but like we have like a tiered system okay and uh so there's three different tier levels here that we had envisioned and like as like the athlete as for like the the dream team of the nba like he was saying for waddle um you know there wasn't really like a number cap, but we were kind of like envisioning around seven to seven to 10 people for athletes at least. Okay. And you know, below that ambassadors and uh, club members is, I don't think there's a threshold for that. Let's go into, let's go into that a little bit. I'm interested to hear what the details of those other tiers are. Sure thing. Um, so basically there's the club that's, so the tier system is kind of based off of the fact that we want everybody to be able to join. And that was the number one thing going into this whole team thing. Like we want everybody to be able to have their stake in Valerian Steel. So there's tier levels based on either your skill level, how you performed in tournaments, um, what you bring to the community, how you are like how you interact with the community, things like that. And based on that, you have an application process that you go through to be on the carrying steel. And you submit that to us, our team, we review it, and then we'll discuss where we think you fit best amongst the three tiers. And the three tiers are club member, and then an ambassador, and then above that, actual uh, Valir and Steel athletes. Okay, I see. <laughs> Um, so what's the difference between a regular club member and an ambassador? Um, so ambassador and club members, there's difference in discount codes. So you get access to our shop and our website and things like that. You get a higher discount percentage and as well as club members, any, anybody can be a club member. So like if you apply and you don't fit within the athlete or the ambassador model, you will be a club member regardless. So anybody can come be a club member and be a part of a, the Blair Steel Axe Throwing Club. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the club is really the first step. Uh, I think when we, when we start talking about 
the growth of the team beyond Zach and Josh. It's when it starts unlocking these other things. But, you know, you come and you want to rock uh, Valkyrian Steel merch and you just want to show us some support and get some, you know, some recognition back as a club member. If you're ready as an athlete to start to take your game to the next level, but you, you're you not a major tournament winner yet, you can be a community ambassador and athlete or um, Valkyrian Steel ambassador for us for sure. That's the first official recognized tier on our website that starts to get public support and promotion from us. Okay, that's cool. And how long did it take to you know throw all this together with the website and tier system and everything? Because it's all very professionally put together. Well, thank you. Uh, we've been working very hard for, I'd say, past two or three months on this. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, five founders, and each of our founders has different jurisdictions of how we operate and what we do, and we've directed each of us to have responsibilities and roles on the team and um that kind of has helped us navigate our way through not having an example from this because it's never been done but also like keeping us on track and keeping each other you know we hold each other responsible for and accountable for what our own directives are and what is uh so including dan and jess um, what are everybody's specific roles right now in the founder team? Uh, well, Mike is our president. Okay. Mike is the overseer of most operations regarding the website and uh, planning. He is fantastic when it comes to like workload. He is the most um, like organized person I think I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, uh, it it's crazy. Um, Josh and Zach out are our premier athletes. You know, they're the ones who started this this dream and continue to light the spark for new ideas and pushing us forward as a club of axe throwers. With that primarily focused, you know, Zach is our biggest community ambassador really takes that role seriously puts all the pieces together but the five of us um as a collective we we make decisions together um we come up with creative ideas and visions together um you know i i'm behind the scenes maybe making the machinery run is how i like to say that mm -hmm. but we are all responsible for all aspects of the club um you know okay. jess is an amazing artist and designer and so we get a lot of creative spark from her and she drives that forward dan is an you know just an amazing personality genuine mm -hmm. nice and authentic and he's a great ambassador for what our ethos and pillars are Gotta and the love same Dan. Said about <laughs> Zach and Josh um, and Zach and Josh really are the, the, the premier athletes. They're the, they're the ones that uh, get us the, the recognition from the community as the elite club that we are and are going to continue to be. And then, you know, my role is to try to just piece all of that together to keep us continually moving forward and not be paralyzed, you know, not to let great be the enemy of good and, you know, continue to move forward. So being established as the premier athletes, Zach and Josh, uh, let's go over, since the last episode, some victories that you guys have won, because I know there have been quite a few. Sure. 
So what what uh what tournaments have you guys participated in since then? So I think since the last time we spoke, I I, I think it was the the Angry Wood competition where we ended up taking first in the duels competition. Nice. Yeah, we um, we won the duels championship in, over there, and that was in Tulsa. Down in Oklahoma. Yep. Um, coming back, uh, we had we had a bunch of monthly tournaments around the area where me and Josh would go back and forth. He would win, I'd win. um so we had like three months straight or four months straight of that and then we were off to um arizona uh for the world world championships yeah Yeah, world championship how'd you guys Uh, end up doing in that one uh, uh, we, were, we, were, we were in in the duels competition i think we were a game away from the finals uh, yeah, nice i think we took fourth not bad fourth, at all we, we we just missed it there but uh it individually um that was the hardest axe throwing tournament i've ever been a part of yeah, yeah every everyone there was you know if not you know just as good if not better than you um, so you had to go through that. Um, personally, I I was in the top twelve. Josh, I I believe he was not too far behind. Okay. I mean, considering that that's the world league, that's incredible. First of all, so I think despite not getting the top spot, you guys should be very proud of yourselves for that. For sure, yeah. You know, considering it, it was we weren't even a year into axe throwing either. Yeah. And for us to go that far, you know, we we were pretty happy with our performance. And young, you know, um, the world championship is where I entered the picture. Um, I had met Zach and Josh a little bit before in practice leading up to world, and I was there qualifying, trying to qualify through a wild card. And you know, watching Josh and Zach compete at that level. Um, was inspiring and you know that's when i really really realized that the community was so important to zach and josh um zach really took me even though i'm quite a bit older than these guys but really took me under his wing there and you know made sure that i that i met people and that i you know kind of immersed myself and it wasn't just me there was everyone that you know that was as important to zach and josh um as the competition was and then they get there and they kick ass the way that they did um you know it was awesome to watch but it was also inspiring to to see the 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 strength of the community continuing to grow and how important that is to zach and josh absolutely yeah i would agree that community is very important to all of you guys it's very evident in that um and it's important for anybody to have a person filling that role of introducing you to people and showing you around so uh, I'm happy to hear that that is happening with you guys. That's yeah, usually the first step. I mean, we all, like the five of us, the five founders here, we all met, I mean, other than Zach and I, since we grew up together, but everyone else, we all met through axe throwing. Yeah. yeah. And now we speak every single day, you know. And now we run a business together, which is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, speaking but, of that, um, uh, what are your goals for 2020 then? Well, I mean, with the current got, Yeah, it kind of got put in a lull there. Well, yeah. Yeah, the current <laughs> situation is, you know, is kind of putting us behind. But I think right now we're going to we're trying to, you know, go in reverse um, with starting up our online shop. Okay. Uh, we want we want to get a, a big major tournament 
in the Midwest, uh, like here in Columbus. Hopefully yeah. this year, you know, in that's the fall, my, that's, that's Mike's what we're baby. for. Yeah, that's that's Mike. Mike has got you know great plans for that. Um, and then from there, I think we want to catapult into an actual, um, you know, throwing venue. Okay. And but, um, I would can, it be more dedicated toward uh, competitive tournament play then? I think Mike can describe that a little bit better than I can. Yeah. Um, you know, with with the quarantine going on, we were talking every day and we, we kind of got all of our dreams, uh, like, like many people, um, a bucket of ice water put on that. But yeah. I'm not one to, to set – still or idle and and luckily the five of us aren't either and so we're like what can we do right now that starts to you know add kindling to this spark that we've created Hmm. that's where you know we design all of our stuff in-house among the five of us you know like i said jess is a great artist um and so we are taking the things that we want to wear and that we want to put out in the community and we started there as a foundation for us to create an online presence to begin to um basically to put it in an x analogy we had the steel um this website and, and our merch shop begins to forge that. And through 2020, we're going to start to sharpen that ax um, <laughs> with our first major tournament. Um, uh, we're calling it right now the Midwest Melee. That's the That right now is the current long-term vision. That's the big prize um, in the middle of this big dream is you know establishing that event here that highlights what we're doing as Valkyrian Steel Axe Throwing Club what Columbus is offering to the axe throwing community. The state of Ohio has so many amazing throwers and um, community members that this, the Midwest melee is going to be a tournament to bring the, bring people together to not only compete at an elite level, but to also highlight the what's great about Ohio and the Midwest uh, at large. And then the long, long term goal is to create a venue that caters to uh, the professional elite axe throwers in, in a way that, begins to grow our membership model and provides a venue where we can um, have a space that is going to always be kept up and, and, and managed in a way by professional act throwers for professional act throwers, but at the same time is still open and welcoming to the, the community that's continuing to grow, whether you just want to have fun, but you want to have fun and join, a, you know, the, the world act throwing league and, and be a part of a super polished, venue and and league community okay and talking about a tiered membership system with a venue makes me think of a gym which makes me think of a question that i also want to ask you guys uh during quarantine do you guys have any tips for maintaining axe throwing ability even without a target yeah so um if you go on Amazon and you you check out the, the product called Zax, it's the suction cup, you know, axes that you can throw on any surface. And they oh, stick. Really? Yeah. Uh, Josh just got his set up yesterday. I have uh, <laughs> I have mine in my, my apartment right now. And, like, you know, just throughout the day, I'm just throwing at the wall and the fridge and shit like that. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to have a backyard and I've built a target in the backyard and, you know, I can run out 
on my lunch break uh, in between meetings for my full-time day job and, and I can throw 10, you know, that's my goal is to run out and throw 10, throw a full game and, and keep my scores and continue to practice. And I think Zach and Josh can tell you a little bit too about the quarantine ax throwing league. That's been, you know, pushing all of us to stay uh, loose and to stay competitive. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask about next was, uh, could you call it coddle? Is that a proper quaddle? Quaddle. <laughs> yeah, quaddle is what... I've never heard it said out loud. It's called the QATL. There you go, Joe. <laughs> I'd like to hear a little bit more about that, because I saw it around, but I haven't uh, gone into detail about it, what exactly it was. I mean, I, I, can, I, get a, I can get a basic idea, but... You know... Yeah, so it basically started um, these these two axe throwers up in Canada uh, on the Facebook page that we have for axe throwing. You know, they came up with this idea of if you have a home target, you know, let's play matches, you know, just via FaceTime, you know, and it started blowing up super quickly. And all of a sudden now we have 300 plus throwers all in a league, you know, throwing. Wow. Via like FaceTime, Zoom. Instagram live is huge Facebook live and we have a whole league dedicated to it Yeah, so it's basically just like the normal standard waddle leagues. Yeah, um, except now everything's just FaceTime and you you connect you you download your matches or you can upload your matches and see what they are uh, You'll basically give that person a FaceTime call or an Instagram live call um, And then you just throw and it's you know you you hold yourself accountable and you trust that your opponent does as well so like if you don't hit a bullseye you know you don't want to give yourself a bullseye yeah you know what I mean? like so it's all honor system it's got a lot of integrity and built with it but it's a great way to stay um competing throughout this quarantine league and stay separated <laughs> yeah the first thing i thought of when i saw that it was happening was uh worrying about people doctoring their footage or anything like that. You know, just making sure they're standing in the exact same spot so they can just loop a bullseye being thrown or something like that. Like, oh, I'll just walk off camera real quick. Uh, you won't see any frame resets. Don't worry about it. But I I imagine that hasn't been happening, I guess. Well, like, I mean, if, if, if it has been happening, and people have been doing that then i mean like good on them for cheating hey <laughs> we're all just having fun here it's literally just for fun just to stay warm for the real seasons and things like that so if you want to cheat go ahead but like we're we're just we're just having fun here and the community small enough that if someone were cheating you know let's say you know i get caught calling seven bulls that weren't bulls you know my name. You you know my social. We're going to be put on blast. And also, <laughs> even if we're not put on blast, you know, I might get a text from Josh going, hey, man, that, you know, that wasn't a bull. Be careful calling that. You look like an asshole. Uh, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> the community, we hold ourselves accountable, even those who we don't know that well. Um, you know, I threw against a lady in Ireland yesterday, and where the hell else am I going to be able to do that? Right. Um, I think Josh is someone in New Zealand. So you don't want to cheat because we're making new lifelong friends. And, you know, as we're starting this club, we want to, you know, integrity is important to us all. That's super cool. I didn't even think about people doing it from other countries across the world and such. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of scary to see how many 
good throwers are actually out there. I think yeah. this is it's going to be great for the league. You know, once everything gets back up and running, um, the competition is just going to get that much harder. And I think that's I think that's huge for the for the sport itself. That's the crazy thing about this quarantine for everybody is that I don't know about a lot of other people, but I've personally been actually connecting with the people I care about most more often mm-hmm. than I used to. Um, you know, I I, uh, I started shameless self plug here, but I, I started doing uh, almost nightly streams of uh, video games of my own just to have you know my my best friends hang out in a voice call with me during it and we never did anything like that before and i used to only see them like every two or three weeks or so and yeah you know it's it's just been way easier to connect with a lot of people so i'm i'm glad that it's having similar results with other people Uh, and i think everybody's going to learn a lot from this yeah this is definitely going to change the way our country operates i completely agree yeah and I feel like a lot of people are going to continue to work from home as well. Uh, it's proven you know, to be successful. Yeah, people are seeing the use of that. I mean, there are a lot of jobs that can be done from home, and a lot of workplaces are adapting to, you know, yeah, higher can, technological I can, standards. Uh, I can imagine a lot of people, you know, when it comes time to to maybe go back that you know maybe they started a, a venture where they don't have to go to work anymore they can continue to work from home yeah i know you know in, in my business of real estate um you know virtual real estate is, is a, has been a big thing in the past couple years and this is just giving it an opportunity to to grow tremendously and it's something that i i've incorporated in my business and it's you know it seemed to work so i can i can just see a lot of people in my field continuing to stay home which is crazy Unfortunately, I can't teach people how to throw axes from home, uh, but yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll figure that out at some point. We have plans. Yeah. It's doable, you know. You, I, I mean, you can do anything from home if you think about it. To with, with the means that we have nowadays, it's definitely, I think it's anything's possible. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think we'll continue to discover that over the next however long even outside of quarantine. But I have a couple of questions for you guys that are uh, a little bit more on on point with what the show is about. Uh, first of which, is, uh, how has Columbus specifically helped you guys grow as a team? Well, I guess number one thing is that we all met here. Yeah. And, you know, that was Columbus's doing in itself. Um, yeah, I think, think we, we've made a lot of relationships here in Columbus. You know, um, I think meeting up with, with you, Corey, is, that, that's been great. You know, that's, that's been a positive. I'm glad to hear that. Same with you guys. Yeah, I mean, I I moved to Columbus two years ago from Washington D.C. I spent a decade there. The uh, the southern in my voice is from Kentucky a long time ago, but I spent a decade in D.C. right before Columbus. Two completely different cities. Um, you know, I have made relationships here faster and stronger, and that will last longer, um, just because the city kind of um, it cultivates 
creativity and you know connection in a way that's like um, authentic and real. Um, there are a lot of also a lot of great, lot of great. venues, um, and you know we we met and you know, throwing at a Thursday night throwdown at, at dueling axes and you know because the city has great places like that that bring in good people we can start to build those relationships that that turn into friendships and, and and club partnerships and business relationships and you know columbus doesn't get enough credit for that i've lived in 12 states 12 cities six states and a couple of countries and you know columbus has been one of the most creative places i've been that really cultivates this kind of energy and that's what this show is all about folks it's true I think I actually was the one who checked you in for that Thursday night throwdown, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's great. That's awesome. But I do heavily agree with you on Columbus being a place that really brings people together like that. It is a unique place. I mean, obviously, I've done 64 episodes about that topic now, but um, <laughs> I'm glad it's worked for so many different communities and that. You know, I've had the opportunity to talk to people from so many diverse backgrounds because uh, so far your team is the only axe throwing. Well, I, I interviewed uh, the some of the, the owners of Dueling Axes as well. But, you know, outside of that, um, I think you're the only athletic related guests we've had on. But this this city has a very diverse crowd of creatives and uh, from a lot of different backgrounds. I've really enjoyed that so far. That's yeah, cool. Columbus Columbus has like such a hustle to it. You know, like everyone here is, you know, ready to, you know, chase their dreams on like what they they actually want to do. And that's I think you know the five of us. Uh, I think we share that passion on like we we're we're a bunch of doers and we just like like to get stuff done. And I see a lot of that in Columbus. I agree with that very much. Um, question a little bit veering off of that path. Uh, I'm curious because I haven't seen the whole team together very much outside of actually throwing at a tournament. But how is the team dynamic and how do y'all work off of each other? Yeah, I, I, I think Josh has some awesome thoughts here, but I do just want to say, you know, I am a 36-year-old white dude with a beard. I look like an axe thrower based on all the stereotypes that you've got. But our club is is super diverse and different. Um, you know, Dan Ceballos from Texas, uh, Jessica Renner here, amazing female artist um, and axe thrower, and then Zach and Josh, um, you know, being – kind of from Ohio natives, but then branched off into what they do, the five of us and that extreme difference of who we are kind of from our backgrounds, you know, bringing together, we, we bring so many different perspectives, but what the glue is that we all respect each other's perspective. Um, mm. And so we can joke around and we can roast each other at the same time as like <laughs> seriously and authentically pushing each other and, and prodding on questions and, and motivations behind those creative ideas. And so, but I think the glue is just respect from those different perspectives. Um, yeah, said, no, we definitely have a dynamic that is founded on many different platforms and respect is definitely one of them. Um, 
it's it's in, it's interesting and it's fun and it's heartwarming to know that we have this group with us that we can both like like Mike said we could roast each other but then at the end of the day you know that we have each other's backs at the same time absolutely I'm roasting these guys 24/7 you better believe it <laughs> <laughs> as much as I can but yeah I mean just you know what Josh and Mike said uh, we keep saying that it's super funny that you know how well the five of us work you know to start a team or or something like that you have to go out and find people to work with it just came naturally it's weird to think like the dynamic that we all bring to like like mike was saying the diversity that we have like we have a doctor a veteran a real estate guy a couple of artists and then somebody who mike is like works for truth is like like one of the a huge company like it's it's so cool to see what everybody brings and different life experiences that come together to make what we have and it that's i think that is part of what makes this volcano steel so great and different so through that group dynamic and how well you guys work together um what are some of the biggest challenges you guys have faced or are still facing uh, and have overcome Hmm. I mean, I think the, for me, the special sauce of all of those different backgrounds and the age range that we're talking about on the team as well is pretty wide. Our perspectives is the glue and kind of, you know, uh, fuel for that, that fire that moves us forward. It's also a challenge. Um, anytime hmm. where we say, I mean, we want our decisions and we want our future to be molded by the five of us equally. You know, the Knights of the Round Table <laughs> was a great story, <laughs> but it's difficult uh, in a world where a lot of this is happening over text message and Zoom calls and you can't, you know, really be there to feel the tone of the room. And so, you know, doing this electronically with five different perspectives is it's an awesome motivator and it's holding us together, but it's, for me, it's also been a, you know, that is a challenge. And I think what Josh and Zach said about just respecting each other, we know that like, you know, everything that we say and are doing is for the greater good of our club and the, and the community at large, but it, you know, be lying to say that, that what is also our special sauce is sometimes also a challenge. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And there, there's an, a valuable trade-off with overcoming that challenge. Uh, I mean, obviously, five heads are better than one, I would think. And actually perfecting that dynamic and making sure that everyone is heard and respected uh, leads to the best decisions and ultimately the best result. So I think it is the best route to go with. Josh, would you say you've uh, had the same experience? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I kind of gave my two cents on it already, but I just think that respect goes a long way, and it's kind of what makes the wheels turn. Yeah. Any other challenges that you can think of that you've faced? Um before i guess we could go get into this one uh so there's like you know i i did my fair share of art growing up and mike is an artist and jess is an artist 
<laughs> when we were trying to come up with designs initially, <laughs> it was like we were all buttonheads so hard because we all <laughs> had our own artistic vision to it. Yeah. And we just couldn't land on anything. And ultimately, like, just a decision was made and we all just had to suck it up. But now, like, that is happening regularly and it and it works. How so? Because um, we're not asking each other for permission anymore. Hmm. Whereas we were before, we where we would want... We, we say you would present something and you have five people. Not everybody is going to agree on that every time. And almost never does that happen. So you just kind of have to like take a leap, say, Hey, this is going out. We're going to, we're going to make this product. Okay. We're going to make that product. We're going to see how it goes. If it doesn't work, we'll pull it. Just like that. Everybody has their own say. And when it comes to like designs and things like that, I'm saying. I, I also think, you know, we all have a better understanding of what our end goal mm-hmm. is and in what we want it to be. Um, so when we're bringing ideas to the table, you know, like Josh said, it's, they're getting approved more by everyone because, you know, we all have the same vision. So, you know, I have a great idea, you know, Mike has a good idea, Josh, um, Jess, Dan, and we're just running with it. Yeah, that's a great point, Zach. I think part of the goal for me in jumping our website and web presence up and making this exist beyond a closed group of conversation over chili and bourbon at my house um, was <laughs> understanding that there are going to be stumbles out of the gate. We're going to fall. We're going to trip up and, you know, we're going to leave with some scabs, but we're going to be moving forward. And that propulsion forward and us continuing to understand that, all right, the horse is out of the gate. We are moving, Right. It now is no longer let's the five of us come up with a singular consensus. Let's the five of us continue to add, you know, more ideas to that forward momentum. And as that is continuing to go day by day and week by week, it's starting to shape up in in something that, as Zach was putting it, you know, a more singular vision um, that is this awesome marriage of the five of our five of us. Um, five of our ideas combined but you know to Zach's point I think you know with us moving forward that vision is starting to become more clear and there's a a lot more trust that comes to that one of the big challenges that outside of Josh and Zach we don't know each other for that long and as we continue to build that relationships of just length of time and you know the singular vision shaping up more clearly it's just been a blessing and, and super helpful All right. Yeah, I definitely believe in your guys' success, for sure. I think I can already... I mean, knowing Josh and Zach as well as I do, uh, I know that those processes and negotiations already are very effective and efficient. So I think that's awesome that you guys have put something together like that. Thank you. Uh, Of course. Do you guys have anything else specific that you would like to go over today? I uh, just want to make sure that we we add some last names to to the other core members here. We've said Jess and Dan, but mm-hmm. Jess, Jessica Renner, and Dan Ceballos are you know the the other two um, founders of of this dream that we're 
that we're trying to do here. And you asked about Columbus. Uh, we can't do this without partners and our local community. You know, people like yourself and uh, Ben and Corey from Yellowwood Design Studios have been amazing partners in helping us kind of shape up ideas and just elevate our game to a, to a whole nother level. And, you know, there are countless people to name, but I, I just want to make sure to give those people a shout out as they, um, you know, to our other two founders who just are amazing at helping shape this up and then you know yellowwood design studios doing a lot of really great stuff here in columbus yeah we've had help from countless different sources as well you know and as much as we are rooted in columbus like we're this team is not rooted in columbus you know what i mean like that's not the goal like we're trying to be worldwide and nationwide and things like that and you know we've already um so as much help as we have gotten from, you know, Yellowwood Design, like the incredible amount of help, we've received help from other like venues, like they've given us guidance, um, such mm-hmm. as like um, Rob Miller from Flippin' Axe. I spoke with him for like two hours on the phone one day and he just basically gave me a rundown on his experience coming into this whole axe throwing thing and how everything worked out for him and gave me advice and things like that and that was incredible to to have somebody who's a veteran in the game who owns three four different venues just tell me tell me how it is rather than like try to beat around the bush and things like that so like we wouldn't be here without the people who we surround ourselves with like that as well that's impressive yeah, and i that... think you know also the, just the axe community in general uh, a huge thanks to everyone who like went out and supported us first day we launched has been, you know, Josh and I's biggest fan ever since we started doing duels or, you know, came into the community. Um, I've always said that from the beginning, the community, the community is the best part of axe throwing. And uh, yeah, we just want to highlight that. And we're continuing to look, we're looking to expand not only like as a club, but our ambassadors, our athletes, like we have four athletes on the team right now, um, including one from Toronto and one from Cleveland, Tyler Flynn and Randra Marquez. We're, we want to open this up to everybody. We want everybody to reach out to us if you if you feel like you want to be involved and take it, take part in this because that's what we that's what we want. We want to be a nationally known team. Yeah, where where can people find your team and support you? I didn't hear what you said there, Corey. Uh, where where's the best place uh, people can find and support the team? We're on Facebook, um, Valkyrie and Steel ATC. We're on Instagram at Valkyrie and Steel ATC, and then there's also our website where you can apply directly um, at Valkyrie and Steel ATC dot com. Awesome. Perfect. Well, viewers, if you think you're up to the task, I urge you to go on and send in your application. I would love to uh, hear some some Gab Street fans getting some uh, getting some dubs out there. I think that would be cool. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for coming on this week, you guys. I appreciate the updates. I'm excited to Absolutely. see what you guys have in store. And yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. 
I'm glad you came back for episode 64, the perfect score in a league. So it only I mean, makes sense. It only makes sense. <laughs> but as always, we will catch everybody next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Just like every week. If you're not on that mailing list, hop on that mailing list so you'll know who's going in the next two episodes. So you're in the know. You're a true pedestrian. Thank you for listening. <laughs>